everyone. Welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with uh, the other hosts, Matt Basta, Brendan McCullough, and another member of the Almost Better Than Silence team who's making his debut today, Jeremy Dubs. That's me. Wow. How's it going? Oh, you sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> you sound like the friend who had to drag along his kid brother because his mom yelled at him. It's like, hey, bro, guys. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, Dubs has been doing videos for us, and he's been on Almost Better Than Dragons before he's been on this show, so we got to get to know Dubs a little. What do you want to know? Well, you guys know Dubs. How do you guys know Dubs? Oh, that's a good question. I know Dubs from college. Yeah, same here. All right, I guess I'm the odd man out. I don't that know you anybody. Are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all college together, gaming. Then, then uh, I graduated. <laughs> and you guys are still stuck there for another year. <laughs> exactly, I, another year and a half for me. But and Matt actually changed schools, so I did change schools. Yes. So I mean. Collectively, I guess we weren't all like the closest of friends, but I'm glad that this podcast brought us together. Yeah, I think at some point we all sort of knew each other a little bit through the computer science program because there was like three professors. Exactly. And yeah, very small it, school. Yeah, and then there was, what was it, AITP, which we all sort of did just because it was like free pizza and stuff. <laughs> 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 so... Yep. Jeez, I feel like the weird one now. Went to a different school, didn't major in uh, computer science. Feel yeah, well, good are you? I mean, <laughs> if you listen to the episode, it's clearly not much. <laughs> <laughs> he can telecommunicate. That sounds like a superpower. We're currently telecommunicating right now. That's how useless <laughs> it is and how common it is. <laughs> well, not useless, I guess. Yeah, but anyway... I had a, um, well, I guess I didn't have anything. My mom texted me the other day and, um, she, I guess one of my distant, like great uncles or something thinks I work at Google and <laughs> my mom's like, your great uncle Charlie messaged me and he has a great nephew that you wouldn't know that, uh, wants to work at Google someday. And he know he thought that you worked at Google and wants to know what he has to do. I was like, what? <laughs> like, first off, you should have just said he doesn't work at Google. Sorry. But second off, I've never worked at Google. How would I know what it takes to work at Google? <laughs> <laughs> if anything, the only thing that I'm thinking of is on a previous episode, you mentioned that you interviewed there, but it I did doesn't mean you there. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean you got the job, though, like, or like you pursued that option. I actually withdrew my application. Um, just because I knew that the offer I was going to get wasn't really going to be better than the offers that I'd already gotten. And um, they were going to put me on the Maps team if I did get an offer. And honestly, I don't want to work on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have so many cool Easter eggs and little gifts. I mean, yeah, but every company does. So, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of my, uh, I guess... She'd be my second cousin, I suppose. And she was asking my mom, it's like, oh, Brennan's in telecommunications. And I'm, she, she's hoping to go to college and get into the, you know, reporting side of things, like the news and journalism. So like, will be some good tips. And I just hear my mom, like, clear across the house, like at a party. She's like, 
Why are you asking him for? He's unemployed. It's like, oh, thanks, mom. Thanks. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> Jeez. So I didn't even get asked to w- how to get into the company I'm working for. I got asked about the field I'm not in. Hmm. <laughs> oh, this got sad quick. Yeah, sorry, Brian. <laughs> That's right. I'm unemployed there with you. Oh, yay. So what's going on with that, Dubs? Do you mind telling our audience? Um, no, I got laid off from my job a month ago. I was doing a banking, mostly security work, OWASP, all that fun stuff. But just been talking to billions of recruiters and applying to a multitude of jobs trying to get in somewhere. Oh, man, I've been there before, and it's not a fun time. <laughs> uh, especially when you have... Uh, multiple people calling about the same position you're like yeah i heard about this an hour ago oh yeah jeez uh i feel like almost better than silence we pick up the unemployed people while you're down (laughs) that's how i started on the show that's the truth i mean yeah well i was employed when it started (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) true oh man uh on a happier note there might possibly be a muppet show revival it's completely oh, off topic, but it's the happiest thing I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> and anything about it? Uh, it's one of the, I believe, maybe producers of like the Big Bang Theory. Not like the main guy, not Chuck Lorre, but it's uh, one of the smaller guys. But, I mean, anyone who's working on that show right now is a god in Hollywood and can get anything produced. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they carry a lot of weight and might... You know, see it, see it finalized. I was kind of hoping Jason Siegel would have brought it back with the whole Muppet movie, and um, even if forgetting Sarah Marshall, he did a Muppet musical, which was amazing for anyone who has not seen that movie. It's easily one of my favorites. So, along the nice. same lines, uh, there's going to be a Full House spinoff called Fuller House uh, that's starting next year. Yeah, I heard about that. On a yeah. depressing note, it's about DJ Tanner's husband dying as soon as her kids are born. Spoilers. I, I mean, that's the premise of the show. <laughs> that's like the first line of the show. Uh, it's the same idea as Full House. A uh, guy is going to raise kids with his spouse. The spouse dies. And then two of their friends move in to help raise the kids. But so. this time, the house is full-er. Full-er. I think that's yeah, her... Mary- Mary Kate yeah. and Ashley are doing meth in all rooms of the house. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that kind of meth gave them the fashion dynasty they have now. That's true. They can fit in all of the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I think they even named like a line of their clothing, like a fashion line, after their less famous siblings, like Joseph Olsen and Elizabeth Olsen, who is now Scarlet Witch in the Avengers movie. <laughs> so. She's not too obscure now. Okay. Let's talk about video games. Yes. <laughs> um, I need to get a couple thing opinions from Dubs. Well, what's, what's your preferred gaming console? Or are you a PC guy? And what's like your favorite genre? Um, mostly I've been playing PC. Um, tend to stick mostly with the RPGs, action RPG kind of stuff so nice um anything in particular that you've been playing lately um going through dragon age inquisition oh nice how do you like it 
Um, I like it so far. They changed up a lot and made it a little more actiony. But there's like so much lore in it. It's like reading for an hour and playing for like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, jeez. And any bugs like at all? Because I know Bren, you have history with that game. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it was just my game because I've heard great things about it, but my game was just full of just buggy crap. Um, I get some weird sound glitches where the sound just completely lags behind for a couple minutes. So I'll be like Ooh. in the middle of a conversation reading it, and then I'll leave the conversation. And then you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, wait, no. Um, other than that, just some random slowdown on the PS4. Oh, okay, okay, so you're playing on PS4. Yeah, my uh, my PC is a uh, a little aged at this point, being a uh, <laughs> I think three year old laptop. <laughs> it's dated after not even half a decade. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about my desktop. Yeah, I played it on the PS3, and the only one sound glitch I had, which was uh, very rare, but every now and then during the loading screen, it would just make a very loud pop, as if something just broke inside the PS3. <laughs> And oh, it was man. very inconvenient at, like, 2 in the morning when I was playing it. Um, but one of my favorites is I was talking to a character. I forget who she is. She's, like, the financial assistant uh, for your Inquisition. Okay. And, in the like, while I was talking to her, it would cut to my character, cut back to her, and she would just be slightly lower in the chair each time. <laughs> until at the end of the conversation, <laughs> it cuts back to her, and she's completely phased through the floor entirely. And I don't even, I can't even see her anymore. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that made me question like, what is happening in this game? Like, how is it this buggy? And people are still saying it's great. No, it's working flawlessly. <laughs> as it's supposed to do that. Working as intended. <laughs> yeah, she's a ghost. No one, uh, it's a subtext you have to find out on your own. But it really makes me question like, did I just get the buggiest game, like, version of this game? Um, I haven't had anything like that, so, uh, I'd say you did. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to get another opinion on that then. I'm, I, that's interesting. I kind of want to play through it again and record all of it just so I can show people and be like, I'm not crazy, see? It's not me. Don't worry, we'll put it on our, our Will It Glitch uh, videos. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole series is just a glitch. I've actually been uh, streaming some of my PS4 playthrough. Nice. So, it, it gets around. How does that work, though, going right from console to streaming? Because it's, uh, it's something new with the PS4. Basically, you just um, log into Twitch, and then you just hit the share button. And be like, I want to broadcast to Twitch, make your title, the quality you want to broadcast in, and it's done. Okay, so there's no real like hindrance on the gaming itself, or you don't see a slowdown? Not that I've seen. That's good. Nothing like our, our playthrough the other night. Yeah, it sounds better than all of our computers. <laughs> uh, well, we can just blame all the times we died and it came from space on the lag. Yeah, well, exactly. If you, if you look at the video, you'll see so many pockets where I'm just like, my the video just completely freezes. Oh, man. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, we've all been there, especially if you try to stream and record at the same time. Or, yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I actually tested it just recording it and I was still getting it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I mean. I was going to say, maybe next time we play, I can do the recording on my end. It's still, I don't know, but I can't do the hosting. I'll, ho- I'll host them. Way. I can host. Okay. okay, we'll see what how that goes then. It won't be like live streaming, but at least I can put the footage up if it's like a good round or whatever. So, have you guys been playing anything? Doug and Matt? City Skylines. <laughs> still? I, 
And yeah, well, yeah. So I, I did City Skylines and then I started diving in with mods. Um, and I'll tell you what, like, it's, it's like a whole new game and it's all sorts of little things, but, and I haven't looked into it, but I assume that there's some sort of modding API or, or something like that that makes it super easy to build them because people just churn out mods like nobody's business and you'll install maybe like 10 or 15 little things and it'll add buildings and it'll add uh, better roads and all sorts of new types of structures and things that people have built. And then I went online and I started watching YouTube videos of people doing like little tick, uh, tricks and, and tips and, and things like that. And I was like, Oh my God, that explains so much. Like putting a railroad station between a road and a train and having it line up perfectly. Um, just stupid shit like that. And it, it, it's so good. It's such a great fucking game. You guys, if you haven't played it, definitely need to play it. Nice. I definitely want to look into it. Um, as far as games that I've been playing, it's all a bunch of frustrating motherfuckers and it's not <laughs> fun. Like, I don't even have fun when I game anymore and it pisses me off. <laughs> but I've been playing here. I'll name all three of them. Either Hotline Miami 2, Dark Souls 2, or Titan Souls. Oh, now, God. No wonder you're so you. aggravated. Yeah, it's a f- bunch of bullshits. But the thing is, I finally, <laughs> instead of starting over at Dark Souls 2, like I said I was going to in a previous episode, I just started with my character again, figured out where I am. I'm at the, f- like, what I thought was the final boss. I'm, like, about to face Vendrick, and it's like, I can take him, I'm sure. But apparently that's not even the end of the game because there's, like, these, you have to go into those giant memories and all sorts of all this other bullshit. So I'm like, when will this game ever end? Like, I'm, like, level 150 on my first playthrough. I'm just probably just fucking up. So, I don't know. I have to probably look up a walkthrough at this point because I'm just screwing myself. Um, other than that, uh, Hotline Miami 2, I'm at, like, probably, like, one of the very final chapters. So it's getting very frustrating. Which and Titan Souls... Oh, what's that? Which chapter? Uh, I think, honestly, it's like 15 or 16 or something, I believe. Okay. If that makes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it but, goes into like the 20s, so you got a ways to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I, there's a I lot. Really, it's a wow. very long game. That is crazy. I thought it was going to be like any minute now. Like, yeah, it's it, gonna be and the, end the, the worst part is they, they pop up and they'll do like a cut scene and it's really dramatic and it's really like emotionally intensive. And then like... It's like fast forward and then it does like a whole nother level. And then you're like, all right, this has got to be the last one. And then exactly. you finish it and then there's like a little scene or like somebody dies or something. It's like rewind. And it just does that over and over and over forever. Oh, man, that's annoying. Yeah, well, I always that I, game forever. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I honestly skip most of the story elements of those games and one thing that I have to bring up about Dark Souls 2, when I finally did figure out where the fuck I was and what I was doing, I, I, I'm a pro, I found where Vendrick was. The, the, the mist, like the gray mist that you go through wasn't even there. I go up to Vendrick and he's just walking around and oh, he won't yeah. attack me. And it's like this, like this glitch, the, the Vendrick glitch where he just won't attack you. So I'm like what? beating the shit out of him. And uh, after like so many hits, he finally like came at me. And then I died instantly. And then by the time I got back there, the mist was there. So I was like, well, I guess that corrected that. Well, no, it's not a glitch. He, uh, Vendrick and, um, the Grand Dragon or something. They're, oh, they're optional. They're optional. They won't, uh, they're not aggravated or, um, aggressive when you initially meet contact with them. The dragon, I think you can talk to. Vendrick, I think, just walks around. He's kind of like zombified. 
Yeah, okay. If you attack them, then they'll attack you back, and then they'll forever be aggro. And oh, they are okay. both like the hardest bosses in the game. Yeah, no shit. I can't beat him. And I thought he was the final boss. I thought that's what's gonna like take me to the cutscene of you beat the game, but apparently not. It's like all these like giant memories. I already did one of them and I just don't know where I'm going. I, I'm fucking I, fucking up. I did beat it. It's um the queen is actually the final boss. Oh, okay. And right now before, I know what to look forward to. Yeah, right before her are two mini bosses, so you essentially have to fight three bosses at once. Or not. Are you one. fucking kidding me? I thought Veldstat and Vendrick were like the final two. <laughs> no, you fight uh, two of them, and then as soon as you defeat those two, the queen appears. But at least when I did it, I had two guys helping me out, the ghost or whatever. And yeah. It was super easy. Like, the queen was one of the easier ones I fought. Well, that's what I'm worried about. I'm such a high level, I don't think I'm going to even be able to get help at this fucking point. Because I'm going to outrank all the other people at this point in the game. Well, I don't think I don't think it scales to your level. I think that just pulls in whoever put their sign down, regardless. Really? I thought it was more or less like you have to be within 10 levels. I mean, maybe that, but I'm sure there are people near your level. Because, uh, who are we talking to? The Fragcast guys? Who said one of their buddies did the whole game with just the stick? Like, people are crazy high levels in that game and are making it harder for themselves because it's not hard enough already, which is hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. But that's, well, in his case, he's like level one at the end of the game, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And I know with Vendrick, uh, you can't actually beat him by yourself. You, Someone out there probably has. There's probably a YouTube video of it because it's insane. Wait, but honest, Vendrick, you can't summon help for. No, I mean, you can um, beat him like right away. I'm sure it's insanely hard, though. But you're supposed to go through those giant memories and find, I think, four giant souls or like memory souls or some sort of specific souls. It's the yeah, giant souls. Yeah, and then um, each one of those will decrease his overall power and defense by I think twenty five percent. So if you oh, get okay. if you get like four of them, it lowers it enough to where he's actually feasibly beatable. Where if nice. you do it without any of those souls, he'll one hit kill you instantly, and there's just like no chance. Okay, so bottom line, do I have to dick around going back into these giants' memories, or is that all optional too? Uh, I think that might actually be part of the story, because I do remember doing it, but I didn't, I never fought Vendrick, because it was just insane. Okay, well, I'm totally skipping that, now that I know that, and I might come back to it, like, once I have, like, I don't even know, a couple more levels. Yeah, with the Dark Souls games, that's one series I never felt bad about looking stuff up, because they tell you so little, and it's so hard, Well, I infuriated. I have this amazing tome of a book for Dark Souls 2, and it's just, like, the most amazing reference I've ever had. It's great. And I have almost, I have the exact same thing for Kingdom Hearts uh, HD remake. It's so handy. Is it, like, a physical book? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, oh. I bought these amazing books. I'll, I'll try to, I'll put the Amazon links in the show notes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got them at Barnes & Nobles for, like, I don't even know, like, 20 bucks or something, and I, they're so good. Yeah, that's always one series i've always had the game open in one monitor and then in the other monitor i had to walk through because it's just so hard yeah i yeah i hear you man but oh and then the other one i didn't even talk that much about titan souls all right so listeners if you're not familiar with that it came out on steam pretty recently if i'm not mistaken and it it's exactly what it sounds like it's titan that aspect is what makes me think i don't know like attack on titan or shadow of the colossus so big motherfuckers and then souls just like any of the souls franchise you can expect it to be hard as fuck so this game is a hard 
game where you take on these individual bosses and it's like unique strategies will take them out and it's it's just straight up impossible i've only beaten one boss so far and your character has a single bow and arrow and a single arrow so when you shoot it you it like it goes to its target but then in order to get it back you have to like hold a button and it'll like kind of magically like vacuum it back to your hand sort of so you have to strategically use that to your advantage it's really interesting but frustrating as fuck and it's also in an 8-bit style, which is what makes it feel amazing and just wonderful. Yeah, I was kind of interested in that game up till I saw what the weapon was. And I was just like, it's not even a sword. You can't just stab it like it's an arrow. Yeah, no, you are an archer with like this strange single shot, bring it back to me, shoot again kind of attack scheme. Sounds like the most like frugal archer ever. It's like, I only got one arrow. I got to save it. I got to make it last. And then he has, like, some magic ability where he can just, uh, what's that? Like, use the force and just, like, pull it back to him. Very limited telekinesis. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, yeah, you just have to strategically, you're gonna die a million times at each boss, but you'll eventually start understanding how you can take him out. Yeah. Oh. It's like a puzzle. It's fun. Yeah, it seemed like it was just Shadow of Colossus, but, like, eight bit, like, on a Game Boy. Exactly, but also, Dark Souls difficulty. <laughs> yeah, super fucking hard. <laughs> Not to say that Shadow of the Colossus wasn't pretty goddamn hard to begin with, but I survived. I felt like that game like compensated with the like the difficulty. It's like this game's hard as hell, but it's also beautiful and a great story. And in Dark Souls, it's like, no, we're just hard as hell. Like you're getting nothing else. <laughs> It's beautiful, but, like, no, it's just gritty. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's not, like, beautiful in the sense of, I don't know, magical or anything. The graphics are great on it, but it's, and um, there is a story, but I don't know anyone who's actually read it or invested any time into a Dark Souls story. Yeah, it's it's very vast. I've I've tried looking into it, but I just don't really... It's also very vague, some of it, so... Yeah, I remember Demon Souls is like, we had this cool kingdom, and then a bunch of mist appeared, and then monsters appeared. Now everyone's dead. Like, that was basically the plot. Exactly. <laughs> a uh, miasma of death. But anyway, alright. <laughs> the word of the day diction, uh, calendar there. <laughs> miasma. miasma. Uh, we should do that more often. Word of the day, brought to you by ABTS. Oh, we'd run out of words so, so much faster than days. <laughs> uh, we don't know that many words. Good point. We actually have to cut out how many times we say like in the show. <laughs> oh, God, tell me about it. that That's part of my job. Likes and ums. Likes, Lots um, of likes uh, and ums. Or my favorite, just dead air. Or my favorite, me saying literally. Literally. But, <laughs> literally. But, literally, oh, like... what? Um, like... Literally. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, because this is something that's been sort of going around the the news, um, but paid mods, Valve and Steam. I was going to say, when you were talking about Skylines, I was going to bring it up. Yeah. So I have some very strong opinions about this, and this is sort of encompassed like every other issue raised about the gaming industry in the last like 12 months or so, but I wanted to see what you guys thought before I start spouting off into a potential rant. <laughs> I know Steam immediately, not immediately, but has already like backpedaled on it. And I remember seeing 
uh, Gabe had to go on Reddit just to, just to calm everyone down of the shitstorm that encompassed Valve. Yeah. Hey. Oh, go for it, Matt. Oh, I was going to say, um, Oh, Dub's lost connection. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to get in, but it's okay. I'm actually trying to call him back. Okay. So, it, yeah, basically uh, what what ended up happening uh, is uh, Valve added paid mods or, or support for paid mods for Skyrim. And the the whole internet basically just went apeshit and not in a good way. Some people thought it was a good idea and they were like, yeah, it's a good idea. That's, that's all it is. And then the people that didn't think it was a good idea raged and raged and raged and caused all sorts of mayhem. And, um, Gabe himself said, you know what? I just don't have the patience for this and pulled the plug. Um, allegedly it cost them like over a million dollars of productivity to, sort of deal with the situation caused by paid mods and they only made uh, like a few thousand dollars off of the actual paying like taking their cut um surprised they made that much yeah uh because i mean it was it was such a short time right uh but what it came down to there were a few things that people were upset about the first thing that people were upset about was quite possibly the stupidest argument I've ever heard in my entire life, which is that mods should always be free. And frankly, I just think that's just like a terrible mindset to have. Like everything should always be free. And I think what that mainly comes from is the kids that are like, Oh, I don't want to have to pay for this game. Should be free. (laughs) That's yeah. I was going to say, it's the younger mindset. I yeah, feel. they don't want to pay the however much to um to to get the content that they want, and so I I frankly just dismiss that altogether. Yeah, because like if if you don't want a paid mod, then don't get it right. Like if you <laughs> if you want it but you don't want to pay for it, too bad, <laughs> right? Like that that's just how capitalism works. Um, it's just like DLC. Like I don't think I need all the DLC for Assassin's Creed, so I don't get it. Exactly. exactly. Or if you really want to support them, you will. So just it's like it. What's the problem with supporting something you want to buy? Exactly. Fundamentally, at the end of the day, the the mod creator didn't just pull it out of his ass or her ass, <laughs> for that matter, right? Like there was work that went into it. And certainly some mods are better than other mods and people are outraged like, Oh, there's a mod that costs $35 that just adds an apple to a table in Skyrim somewhere. Like, okay. Yeah. That probably doesn't need to be $35, but at the same time, just don't install that mod or go and then make that yourself. So, um, yeah, so that's a stupid argument. The second argument that I've heard is that it sort of raises all of these issues with free and paid mods and collaboration. And people have said, like, what happens if two mod creators work on a mod together and then one of them decides to make it a paid mod and then doesn't pay the other guy? And frankly, I also don't see that as an issue because it's like, first off, that's a you problem. That's not a community problem right like if i build some library for ios and then somebody uses my library in a paid ios app 
how is that any different from somebody building a piece of a mod and then somebody else using that piece in their paid mod, right? Um, if I you, see what you mean. Yeah, if you don't want that to happen, right? Like if you if you develop libraries or whatever for mods, put an open source license on it, right? Say, I want this to be ab- available for free and I don't want you to be able to charge money for it. We do that with uh, uh, Almost Better Than Dragons episodes. It's licensed as Creative Commons share alike, which basically means that um, you can share it as much as you want, but you can't charge money for our content. Oh. Yeah. Which, and it's it's charging. legally binding. Oh. Uh-oh. Damn Who it, are you charging? <laughs> <laughs> no I wonder our Canadian listeners don't like us. I go down some back alleys. I say, hey, you guys want some free podcast? It's like, I'll give you the first, like, 15 minutes, but the rest you gotta pay for. Almost better oh. than dragons.biz.ru links to a site <laughs> that Brennan has set up on Squarespace. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of strange websites, I don't know if I should bring this up, but I was checking out who's been referring our traffic for some of our website, and a lot of it's been simpleprogrammer.com due to our interview with John Somnes, but then there also was a little bit of traffic coming from a pretty creepy porn site. Excellent. Yeah, Uh, I mean, and and I'm not sure if I want to delve into the URL and give them that. Well, uh, yeah, no, no, don't. Yeah, (laughs) but let me just say, in the title of the URL was the word torture, so that's all I need to say. And is that ironic because torture in the same sentence is our podcast, or is it just some weird fetish and they're just they listen to us? It's like- torturously good. <laughs> That's our new catchphrase, folks. It'll make you climax with pain. <laughs> I like to think some dude just slowly watching pornos and then just touching himself, listening to the sound of our voices. You like uh, this, creepy man? You like my voice right now? God damn it. Now, <laughs> that's- I'm in up for this. <laughs> <laughs> Dub's first ep- episode. Poor guy. Dubs is out. Dubs is gone. <laughs> yeah. I've been fun to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, sort of glad I brought that up because <laughs> that was funny. But, but back, other than that, back what? to the mods. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because someone actually read through all of the, I guess, terms and contract conditions or whatever the legal mumbo jumbo was down at the fine print, and it said that I think. Only Valve was only getting about twenty five percent of the profits of the paid mods, and while Bethesda, the Skyrim developer, was actually getting seventy five percent. And yeah, what it, what it turns out to is the the individual developer, the person that made the mod, was only getting twenty five percent. Steam took thirty percent, and um, the game creator took forty percent. So seventy five percent of the money right. didn't actually go to the creator of the mod, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I think that the initial developer of the game uh, decided on the percentages, like for who gets what. I don't think Valve actually had any say in how much anyone. Yeah, made. well, I mean, Valve had a say in. I'm assuming they had a say in the cost of. Uh, or, or how much they take, right? So 30% yeah. for the, the store or the distribution platform is totally reasonable, right? It, if I'm not mistaken, that's the same thing that the iOS app store takes. It's the same thing that Google Play takes. And 
frankly, you know, a 70-30 split is very reasonable, right? Like you're you're using their platform, you're they're, you know, they're hosting it, they're providing the review system. 30% isn't a big deal. Um whether or not the actual creator of the game deserves another 40% on top of that is questionable. But I mean, they did make the game, right? Like they made all the assets that went into um the game that are probably being reused by the mod. They made the engine, they made all of the the content that goes around it. And so if anything, the mod is just a small part of the experience that the user has when playing that game. Now, certainly, don't get me wrong, there are mods out there that turn the game on its head, right? And, and completely change the way it works. And there are certainly mods out there that, you know, add whole new dimensions, right? Like if you look at Minecraft, there's the, the ether mod, right? Where it adds literally a whole new dimension to the game that you can go to and it adds a ton of new mobs and a ton of new blocks and a ton of new weapons and all sorts of things to do and things that you can see and and do and use. And that's awesome. And they probably deserve, you know, more than some guy that puts an apple on a table somewhere. Um, I would but, gladly pay for the Skyrim mod that turns all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that is so amazing. <laughs> what about the one that turns them all into Thomas the Tank Engine? That also a good mod. I died. I died that when blew, I saw that mod. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I love that with the Macho Man one, when the dragon breathes fire, it just it screams Macho Man quotes at you. Jeez. It's amazing just hearing something. You see a giant shadow fly over here, and all you hear is, Oh yeah, brother! <laughs> fire just rains down oh god but um at the end of the day though what, what it really comes down to is you have this very small set of very vocal very passionate people that ruined it for everybody right like <laughs> fundamentally paid mods are not a bad thing paid mods are a way that these developers that create these really awesome experiences can actually get remunerated for their work and the community uh, or this small subset of the community really just took a massive shit all over that and said, no, we don't want developers to get a cut. We don't want all this innovation that this is going to bring. And we don't want these really large, really expansive things to happen. And so at the end of it all, you know, everybody lost, you know, Valve lost, Bethesda lost, the community lost. Nothing good happened. Shucks. <laughs> how insightful Doug <laughs> <laughs> I mean what do you say to that I agree and it sucks I mean uh, bummer <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like you just heard the last like two sentences though. you're just like oh what dang um, potentially <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a huge blow um, especially the, to the community who was doing it all themselves but I've seen a lot of people argue online that for the modders on their behalf which it's always great when you argue on behalf of someone who can have a voice, but then just chooses not to use it. So you're putting words in their mouths. That's always a smart thing to do. Um, but those people saying like that the modders have put time and effort into creating these mods, no matter how ridiculous or over the top they are, it's a certain amount of artistic effort. And that as artists, they deserve to be compensated in some degree, which I, I agree with that concept, but these people modded these games in their own free time as just something to do. Like, sure. They put a lot of work into it, but it's because they wanted to. They never expected to make any financial uh, headway with these mods. They didn't expect to make currency or profit from it. So that'd be like going down, you know, going down into a city and graf- 
putting graffiti on some of the walls and expecting someone to start paying you for it. It's like, no, you knew you were doing this for free. Like, well, I mean, it, it, it's different than graffiti because graffiti is vandalism, right? Oh, it's illegal, but it's, a, it, yeah, it's, it's illegal. a free form of art that they knew going into it. It wasn't, you weren't being compensated for your time and effort. It's just art to make art. Right. And with some of these people I've seen online arguing and saying like, Oh, art should be compensated for in every way so that way artists can keep living. It's like, that's good, but that's why some artists take commissions and do some projects that they don't really have any passion for, but they got to pay the bills. So they do a portrait of some random old lady who can pay them their rent. And a lot about the graffiti culture is telling a story and an ego driven. It's more or less my art's better than yours. And some could say that's with the mod community as well, because I've seen people make mods attacking other mods interesting and it's unfortunate because you know there are developers out there that frankly just don't have the time right like maybe maybe you've got somebody working two jobs right and maybe if they were able to charge for their mods even if it was that small percentage that 25 percent share they could do that instead of one of their jobs right like People don't just build iOS apps out of the goodness of their heart, but if they had the time and the ability to do it while getting paid for it, you know, they would go out of their way and build the next, you know, 2048 or the next threes or something. And actually, you know, maybe only charge 99 cents, but when a hundred thousand people download that or a million people download that or whatever, it really adds up. You know, that's, you know, a year's worth of rent or something like that. Yeah. Dubs really did leave. You guys. Oh, no, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I was just kidding. But, um, yeah, no, we were kind of going off on some tangents. Um, so in tech news, there's like finally something tech related we can bring to this show. Intel's PC on a stick is now, um, available for pre-order. What do you guys think about this? I'm not going to get one, but I think it's pretty crazy that it's even going to be offered as a thing. I have no idea what this is. So. If, are you familiar with the, what the Raspberry Pi is? Uh, delicious dessert. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's basically uh, it looks like a, a USB thumb drive, um, but exactly. instead of having USB uh, on the end of it, it's got uh, HDMI, and you plug it into a TV or a monitor, and it's a full computer. Oh right, this thing. Yes, and it seems like I think they're going to be. Around like anywhere from ninety to one hundred fifty dollars, depending. I'm not sure, but I mean, for what it's worth, just I don't know how much storage and stuff, like how that all works. But it seems, and I, I think the the device itself has one USB slot on it, so I think that could enable your external hard drive and stuff. But I'm not really sure if it's necessarily like a must get or anything. I'm confused. I'm a little, uh, what's the word? Dumb. Um, what exactly is this? Is this like a, like a portable operating system where you can just plug in and it'll be like your desktop on any computer or into a TV or? To me, it's like the equivalent of enabling your, your TV to become a computer and, or, or any TV for that matter. Anything with an HDMI port, you can just turn into a computer technically, I guess. Yeah. So a, a lot of the things that I've seen them used for is, you know, you could plug it into the back of a TV in an office and use it as a dashboard. You can plug it into uh, a TV somewhere and use it to stream media. Um, you can plug it into a, a monitor at a library and have a full workstation that 
you know, people can, can go and use without having to put like big space consuming desktop computers that frankly you don't need the, the horsepower of, right? Like how often have you ever gone to a library and been like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some video rendering, you know? So, you know, just having like a, a stupidly simple web terminal, um, or something connected to the internet or something to, uh, Really, it has all of the stuff that you'd expect from like a phone, right? Like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and it's got uh, a really lean GPU and a really lean audio processor. Um, so it's got an SD card. It's just interesting that it's we've gotten to the point where we're capable of encompassing all of that into a thumb drive-sized device. That's pretty awesome. But I don't think it's that practical. It depends on the use yeah, it it's really it it's sort of a a niche market, right? Like I wouldn't buy yeah. one of these for my dad to use as like his computer, right? It you you really need to know what you're going to do with it before you you buy it. Yeah, it's like the first computer you could technically lose <laughs> <laughs> besides the the MacBook Air. But yeah, no, it, it I mean I see a lot of folks um living here in Silicon Valley that do things with like quadcopters or um, neat sorts of um, TV based applications. So I've seen people hook them up to projectors and things and use them as sort of like portable uh, art installations and stuff. Um, I've seen them use it as sort of the, the backbone for, for drones and things. There's a lots of stuff you can do with it, but I think for like 95% of people it's probably not, that useful yeah just interesting technological feat that i thought i'd bring to our listeners attention it's very cool don't don't buy it though unless you have a reason to (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like there's a lot of new devices being invented lately and you know everyone asks what does this mean for the you know buying public like will everyone own one of these probably not but it's definitely a great transition into what it could become and it could be something you know revolutionary and like that weird skateboard thing we talked about that one episode where it was just like two disc that you just stand on top of and you can slide around is everyone going to be riding those hopefully not they looked hideous but maybe they could just be a new way of having a portable you know tiny engine and a wheel that you could just throw onto a chair so if you're ever super lazy and you don't want to get up from the kitchen table throw on these little wheels and it can wheel you into the kitchen all I'm saying is technology should be used on how to find the easiest way to give me more cheesecake. Well, speaking of technology still, um, cheesecake. (laughs) Well, I finally, I never go to see a movie in theaters for like the past two years, at least because nothing has been good. And I, I finally had an interest in seeing the movie ex machina. Did you guys hear about it? I heard about it. Didn't see it. Oh, I, I just saw it over the weekend, and I can't recommend it more to our listeners and to you guys. All right, so if you're a fan of sci-fi and kind of psychological thrillers, you're most likely going to really enjoy this movie. And also, there's all sorts of nudity, which was kind of unexpected. Hey, just lots, yeah, tons, tons of tits. But it's also <laughs> awkward. It's awkward tits because it's like, like <laughs> it's because tits. It's, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Make yeah. that into a shirt. <laughs> God, but it is because it's like. How do I put this? They're android 
people. So it's like fake skin, but they look so realistic. It's like, okay, let me explain this movie. So the premise of the movie is the main character is picked at some random lottery. You see him coding at his desk and it's all of a sudden like, oh, you won. And what you won means is you're going to go to the, I guess the CEO of the company, the, like the main honcho guy who created this, the equivalent of, I guess, Google in this universe is called Blue Book. It's like this giant search engine that's like, the, there is no competition and blah, blah, blah. And he goes to this guy's estate, which is like miles and miles long in like this deep, uh, jungle kind of environment. And he get, and like this helicopter drops him off in this remote location. And he's like, you gotta go west, follow the river, and then you'll figure it out. And he gets to this point, And then like all of a sudden he's confronted by like this, this door and uh, like, there's an AI interface being like, are you Caleb? And he's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, it opens up. And it's like this, like, unbelievably super rich, like, multi, like, million or billion dollar, like, I don't, uh, establishment. It's just fucking beautiful. That's underground. And it's, and so he finally meets the guy who's responsible for all this and why he's down there. And it turns out this guy, I, I forget his name, but let's just call him the mastermind. The mastermind is the guy who created this artificial intelligence that's so that's become consciously aware and he's basically using the main character Caleb as a way of testing it and i think there's like a name for that like the Tur the turing test so that's the premise of why he's uh using Caleb and it's just interesting seeing the human interaction with this ridiculously convincing human of an AI robot and it's just really the everything about the scenery is beautiful in fact the location is a real place in Norway apparently I saw some BuzzFeed article where you can spend the night at the place where they shot the movie which is like ridiculous it looks so it's just beautiful um but regardless it's a really exciting movie but the only thing that I have to complain about is that there wasn't as much action as I would have liked. I thought like shit was going to hit the fan, but it, it never truly does. Like things happen, but I'm not going to say it was like, Oh my God, kind of things. But overall, extraordinarily interesting film. I love the way it climaxed and ended, but like I said, I just, I felt, I left le being like with such a beautiful, uh, setting and stuff. I just felt like, and, and such a good story. They could have done a little more with it, but in the end, I still think it's a phenomenal sci-fi. And I, I, I put it up there with the movie, The Island. I really hold that movie in high regard with what's his name? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. So that movie is incredible too. If you want a, a psychological thriller, but that's pretty dated, but for modern sci-fi ex machina, fucking amazing. Go check it out. Yeah. Just seeing the commercials and trailers for it. It seems like a real thinky type of movie. Not, you know, it's not going to be explosions and car chases. Yeah. Nothing like that, which is like, I, I wanted it, but it also um, it made sense why it wasn't in it because it didn't like fit the story. So, but I just you'll see what I mean when you see it that there could have been moments where like shit could have started going really crazy, but it n necessarily doesn't. Yeah, it felt like it, just from seeing the commercials for it, it seemed like it was a mix between Bicentennial Man and Her. Yeah, I definitely got a Her vibe, even though I haven't seen that movie. I, literally, as I left the theater, I said, now I have to see Her in order to compare, because like these AI movies, this one was fucking, I give it a 9 out of 10, at least, because it was fucking great. Hmm. That's good to know. I'll probably have to watch that. Definitely, once you see it, let me know what you think of the ending, because I, I honestly saw it coming a mile away, which I don't think many people did.
Okay. Well, on this note, uh, do you guys want to play a a game or two of I Was a Walrus? I don't know how much time we have, but we can crest dubs finally. Yeah, man. How about you guys? I even have categories pre-ready, so it's not going to take forever. I'm down as well. Pre-ready. What if I said no? What if I didn't want to play? What would happen? Well, then you can sign off, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't care. No, I was just curious how this would work. <laughs> this democracy. Yeah, I'll play. All right. Cool. We're playing I Was the Walrus. playing who i don't care I'm, I'll, I'll actually judge this first time and if we have time for another maybe i'll play yeah if you have the categories i guess you would be judge yeah and this gives other people time yeah whoever's but, sitting out this round should think of categories for the next one i'm thinking how about matt versus dubs all right, all right. challenge accepted here we go people uh round one and okay so recently we've went to social media for help. This is where you come in, listener. If you have any ideas for I Was the Walrus categories, please send them to almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com or you can just directly post them on our Facebook or Twitter. Just uh, our handles ABT Silence. And these categories come from my girlfriend, actually. So, yeah. Ooh. But here we go. <laughs> Just so, couldn't be less interested. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. So, round one. What's the most badass way to die? It's like a very lazy haunted house. Ooh. The, the most uh, badass way to the most badass way to die, or that is her classification of how you are supposed to die. Which is the most badass? Hmm. And let me know when either of you are ready. And also, this is just food for thought. We're not going to do this to Dubs on his first time. But moving forward, we're going to have a time constraint on the amount of, of like how long you have to just spontaneously come up with your answer. What do you think of that, Matt? Because me and Brent have been discussing it, and we think it's a good idea. Uh, Yeah, as long as we know in advance. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Not like keeping right track. Now. Yeah, I think in the future games, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, that's good. After 10 cool. seconds, you get a warning. After 20 seconds, you get pride for an answer. After 30 seconds, we shoot you in the foot with a nail gun. You know, a little <laughs> motivation. Yeah. All right, I got it. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think I got it as well. All right, people, here we go. Round one. Three, two, one, go. You're wielding miniguns against an army. Exploding while flexing. <laughs> <laughs> Questions for both. <laughs> yes, we really need to go into this. Um, okay, so about the army and about the miniguns. Whose army? Whose minigun? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess whose army really is just the whole That army. is like, pretty what much army? the ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> is that an army? 
Oh, I don't know. I they were just like we had some uh, Russians. Ooh, Cold War round two coming <laughs> back, guys. Get pumped! And there goes our Russian audience. Oh, um, please, if we had Russian audience, those, those weren't it, Russians; those were Soviets. Thank you very much. Oh, true. Um, this is tough, but I'm literally just picturing both. And Matt, ex- explain like yours. Like, why? Why are you? flexing that hard <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean why it it isn't isn't the whole point of flexing that you flex pretty fucking hard so that it's impressive like that's that's the whole point i don't think anybody in well maybe a few people but like i think m- like 99.9999 percent of the time when people flex they don't explode right and so i think you know See, if I was hanging out in like Las Vegas or something and there's like a bodybuilding convention, I went to it, right? And I'm sitting in the audience, you know, with some popcorn or whatever. And a guy got up on stage and he flexes <laughs> and he just blew up and there's guts everywhere. I I would be very impressed. I, I wouldn't even yeah. be like horrified or anything. That was like, you're not going to see that ever again. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I'm going to go with that answer because it, it just makes the most sense. I've never, I don't think anyone has ever successfully, spontaneously combusted. Um, and can, I can, I, I can imagine that happen, happening from flexing. I don't know if spontaneously combusted, just the sheer pressure, internal body pressure, pushing outwards. Say, is this an internal explosion or an external? Like, is it coming from inside the body Both. or is it just it's, the whole body at the same time? Just poof. It's it's the compound fracture of lesions. Just your body. Just, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> now is it like a fire? Like it's a big fire explosion, like a Michael Bay explosion, or is it like a like disgusting Tarantino explosion where it's just like blood and guts everywhere? It's just kind of like ugh. The, more of the latter, I think. I don't. Uh, Tarantino. Tarantino, yeah. Right, I don't know what ladder means. The second one. It gotcha. means you have to climb up a, a, a little ladder. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one on well top. Well played, Matt. <laughs> so it's just... Moving it's just on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt wins that one. That was oh, good. okay. So I guess I'm not voting in this. <laughs> I oh, I didn't know we no, had dual... No, Matt wins. I see how it is. Some democracy we, were... <laughs> we have here. <laughs> what? Since when do we have dual judges? I thought this was... I was judging this one. You're sitting out, and then you could get involved in the next game. No, it's entirely fair. I was actually just looking up stories, trying to see if anyone's actually exploded from flexing. Oh, God. That's... I don't know. I want to Um, prove Matt wrong, but I can't find anything. (laughs) I mean, if you prove me right, it would only make that person more badass. That's true. Okay, round two. This one... This one's interesting. Because I don't know <laughs> what it means. No, well, there's, there's, okay, I'm gonna go with it. It says, if you could say any three words to a celebrity, what would they be? And the judge, the judge picks the celebrity. So, I'm gonna go with Kanye West. Oh. If you could say three words to Kanye West, what would they be? What would they be? And they don't have to form a sentence necessarily. I go to Kanye West and I have a stroke. <laughs> Chip steak, gorilla, bicycle. Ah, like, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I know what I'd say. Three words. That's that's brutal. Yes. I'm sorry it has to be that stipulated. I didn't choose this. I don't know. It's actually kind of good that we have a little more limitation on some of these categories. Because whenever we pick the big, broad categories, we always are there for like 20 minutes deciding. All right. Uh, Only three words. Dubs is quick at this. He doesn't need a time limit. That's what's up. Right, actually, hold on, hold on. Let me actually re- reword this. Dubs, you're making me I've look like there. a fool. Hey, how do you no, even word it? There's only three of them. <laughs> there. There is, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to. But jump the gun. God, I don't even. I, I'm. I'm just at a loss for this one. Um, you're at a loss for three words. I'm at a lot. Well, to to Kanye West, I don't. I don't know if I'd say anything to Kanye West. Um, you're a dick. Three words. <laughs> Uh. All right, I, Kim I, Sexton. I, I, <laughs> piss him off. <laughs> All right, ready? Are you both ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Round two, three, two, one, go. Die, die, die. What's up, bro? Wait. Dubs, what did you have to rearrange for that one? Dubs. No, I, I, I know that there's this weird, like, grammatical thing of, like, add, of where there's this weird grammatical rule in English where of, like, double wording. And I was trying to figure out something that with, like, had, because there's this weird thing, like, it's a uh, James while John had, 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 uh, had, 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 had a better effect on the teacher. So I was trying to get something while containing three <laughs> words, because it doesn't say there wasn't a. Uh, it just said you had to use three words. It didn't say the length had to be three words. So I was trying to figure out a way of using three oh, words I to make an extended sentence. I see what you're saying. You could have made it like a seven long word mm. sentence, but used die multiple yes. times on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I, I like I like the creativity, and you automatically win. <laughs> <laughs> I like it so much, I'm not even going to remember what Matt said. No, I remember what he said. It was, what's up, bro? And I would never just, like, casually approach Kanye West and be like, what's up, bro? Never. Uh, well, it would never I, I'm thinking, like, I'm seeing him at, like, a 7-Eleven or something. And Wait, are we talking about the same Kanye West? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he needs some. I'll let you finish, but die. Where do, where do you think Kanye West gets his Cheetos? I don't know. But... Maybe he wants a Slurpee. He probably gets that was flown in from the Himalayan mountains. Any way to make it more expensive. But I mean, seriously, like if you saw Kanye West at like your supermarket, right? You see him and you're like, God, that's Kanye West. I got to play it cool. What are you going to say? You're not going to be like, oh, my God, you're Kanye West. You're going to be like, die, die, die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll never be allowed back at your local supermarket. For threatening other customers. Yes, nobody listening to this make any threats to the man. We're just having fun. <laughs> I would say, who are you? Because nothing would piss him more off than <laughs> someone not knowing who he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Whoa, Bren, that is an auto-win. Holy so shit. The thing I mean, is, see, not I'm playing. not even playing and I win. That's how I good I am. I'm so <laughs> good. It's not fair. All right. Um, round three. We made it to round three, and this is cool. Um... Final category. Let me see. There's a few to choose from, and I'm going to try to piss the, pick the best one. 
Um, going off what Dub said, I believe uh, you can say Buffalo seven seven times in a row, and that's an actual complete sentence. Because it's like a verb, a location, an animal, like something else. That's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that too, actually. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. It's like a complete sentence. Holy shit. For anyone learning English as a second language, I apologize. We have mutilated this language. Yeah, it is a nightmare. Um, well, that's interesting. Uh, if you, this is the final category. And also in the spirit of baby metal, this is the third time we're mentioning them. Baby we don't need to mention them ever again, but it, they're, they're cool. Go check it out. It's weird, like death metal and K-pop or J-pop or whatever. What, in the spirit of that, if you could make a, a song or a band or whatever, what would the two genres of music be that you would combine for that song? Two genres of music? Yeah, and it could be, and honestly, since I'm the judge, you're probably going to want to do something really out there, kind of silly kind of shit. Hmm. Metal and doo-wop. Yeah, or, I got yeah, it. Yeah, you're thinking along the right <laughs> Yeah, but good, the right lines. Okay, here we go. Uh, hell, if we keep mentioning baby metal and we can get them on the show, I'll mention them every episode. Yeah, good point. All right, I I think I got it. Be a very hard interview since we don't speak the same language. Yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so we've made it to round three. Three, two, one, go. Sky yodeling. Pop gospel blues. Whoa. And what was yours? Uh, sky yodeling. Wow. And Euro pop gospel gospel blues. blues. Yeah. That is technically two genres. Yeah. Euro pop gospel blues. I'm just trying to picture what this would sound like, and I'm already horrified. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult. I thought it'd be like a little more simple, like classical and hip hop or something. (laughs) (laughs) Euro pop gospel is just remind like it's just coming to mind as like a raving crusaders, like a modern day crusading. Maybe Army. like yeah, so, some elevator music in there mixed in with with like I don't know something else. And what in yodeling? Ska. Ska. Oh my god! I'm I'm amazed that's not already a thing. I feel like Real Big Fish would have done it by now. Yeah, that actually sounds like it would be kind of enjoyable, right? <laughs> like they've got they've had accordions or something in their songs. I'm sure they've got one of those big uh, German like horns. I'm going to go out on a limb and say neither of these genres exist for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, this is a tough decision. All right, you really got to give me one last plea for your case, or else you're fucked. Sell them on it, guys. I mean, literally nobody can dislike Europop Gospel Blues, because you get get the far right, you get the far right with the gospel, you get the deep south with the blues... And you get all of Europe with the Europop. Yeah, the EPGB. What yeah. about an atheist Ekob. who hates Europe? Um, well, fortunately, they're in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening to them because no one listens to minorities. Right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> you said I, it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the sky yodeling. Simply oh, because man. just that 
just because the thought of it brought to my mind people skanking on the Price is Right set. <laughs> so, so, you know what? That that wins in my mind. Oh, wow. Honestly, so, that might not be bad. <laughs> All right, guys. That's That was a good game. Um, good game yeah, and Dubs, you, you had your your first win on All this right. show, so nice. That was fun. Um, do we have one more in us, or are we going to call it a night? I'm up for another one if you guys are. I would love to face off against Dubs, seeing how I need points. <laughs> I'll set this one out since I'm, I think, two ahead. Well, you yeah, wanted to be the but, judge um, earlier, so you can be the judge now. Crap, that means I have to come up with the categories. You can, you and Matt collectively can help. We we usually don't do dual judges, but that might be a thing in the future. Hmm. I mean, I think the other person can help in the decision-making process, but it's still yes. up to the one person. Like, it's like the president. The one person gets the veto. I agree with that a thousand percent. Hmm. You guys hear about the uh, amount of money that Dota 2 Compendium has raised so far? Nope. Um, it's up to five million community raised dollars so far in less than a week. My god. What is uh, The Dota 2 uh, Compendium for the, the International 5. Wow. Oh, that reminds me of... um. Some of the old developers from Rare Studios, the guys that did Donkey Kong Country and Banjo-Kazooie and some of those classic N64 games, and NES games, I guess, um, they started a Kickstarter, uh, Lately, I think, and I believe it got over a million in its first day, like in a few hours, and from the looks of it, it looks like it's going to be a Banjo-Kazooie uh, you know, spiritual successor, and it's getting made. It's gonna be sick. Nice. Oh wait, the, you're talking about the banjo. Oh, it's ukulele. It's uh, yuka. I think is a bat, and lele, which I think is a chameleon, or vice versa. Yeah. But it's like it looks identical to banjo kazooie. Yeah, it's definitely in the same spirit and it by the same development team. It's yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, they blew through their Kickstarter goal like within hours. They deserve it. I mean, honestly, I I love the Banjo uh Kazooie series. I think there's only two games, Banjo Tooie, and then they never did three. <laughs> I think they did a new a new one where you could like build cars and planes and stuff, but I don't think it did well. Oh, just by the sound of it, that's just, that's just no. <laughs> I mean, it was just still like the free open world where you can run around, jump into different worlds. But I don't. I remember something about building cars and planes to help travel faster, and it. I don't know. I think it, I think they tried to make it look realistic, but still cartoony. So it was like an anthropomorphized bear, but it had really detailed fur, and it just looked really weird. Like the new Yogi Bear movie was kind of like, eh. No one wanted this. <laughs> God. <laughs> um. Okay. Are right, you guys ready? Right. Yeah. Yes. So I have I have a category, and I'm gonna start. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you into it with a bit of a scenario. Right. Uh-oh. So you work. Oh, you work for the Pentagon, right? And they've got a Guantanamo Bay prisoner, and they want you to torture this guy to death by boredom. What do you do to bore this Guantanamo Bay prisoner to death? I already got an idea. What, <laughs> yeah, what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is the easiest question. Um, no, hold on. I will think about this. Well, that's, that's such a strange question because it's like, ask, it's like as if you're asking me, like, what activity do you use to bore someone? Usually boredom means like the lack of an activity. Yeah, but I mean, they're sitting in their, their cells anyway. You're trying to drive them nuts. Okay. So I'm more or less trying to annoy them try, or drive them insane. Not, not necessarily just, or, yeah, or I, sh- bo- I should clarify. Bored. By, by boredom, I mean like, they Insanity. they want to go out of their minds, right? They they're like they're so fed up with what you're doing, and not like torturing them with with pain, just torturing them with something Sheer that repetition. Yeah, give you sit there for a minute, you're like that was just weird, you know? Maybe not even repetition doesn't have to repeat. Okay, um, how do we murder this man? Something that's not painful that would would drive them to death. Uh. With without you sort of doing anything to them physically, so basically force them to commit suicide. Well, I guess they <laughs> mentally mentally Men- commit yeah. suicide. Yeah. All right, I really um, need a little bit more time because yeah. I'm 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 on the right track, but I'm not there. All right, I got I got, I got an idea. You do? <laughs> oh god! Now it's all on you, Doug. I mean, it's a vague category of something. Okay, I have an answer, but it's stupid as fuck. <laughs> All right. On three. One, two, three. I would repeatedly knit my own clothing and then unknit them. <laughs> that would drive you insane. <laughs> that wasn't part of the question. All right. Basically, what I would do is, through a loudspeaker, have multiple conversations between people in different languages going on at the same time with strobing lights throughout the whole entire room, wafting in the smell of, like, curry and Italian food alternating every, like, 30 seconds. Wow. <laughs> I had trouble sitting through that. Oh, that would, that was, that that would was immediately just... drive me insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's terrifying. You're basically just in downtown Philly, though. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, kind of that much curry and Italian food. You're just like you. You rent out like a couple of restaurants for the day. Yeah, <laughs> essence of curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new perfume. Yep. Eau de curry. Eau de Bangalore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Basically, just yeah, provide a sensory overload go for that one. Yeah, he deserves the win there. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that, was, that was good. Hmm. If we've done time travel, you can go back in time to any place you want. Where would it be and why is it better than the other person's? I mean, we don't have to go with it. It's just the first one. It's interesting, though, but what do you guys feel? How do you feel about it, Matt? How do you feel about dubs? I, th- I'm I like think we could fence. do something something slightly different. Like, if, if you, you could go back to a random point in time, but you can only take one thing with you. What, w- what would that thing be? That's fantastic. Okay. Are we, are we going to be given a specific point or is it just, you don't, you don't know where you're going to end up. You know, you're going back in time. It could be like five seconds ago. It could be five years ago. It could be five millennia ago. It could be five million millennia ago. Hmm. All right. I don't know if the universe Not- is even that old, but maybe. Well, we all know it's 2015 years old. 
obviously. <laughs> exactly. yeah, well, it, clearly the whole universe was made last Thursday, and everything after that's just been, you know, implanted We're all in, our in a brains. hologram. We are living in a hologram. The stars are projectors. We are oh, we are aboard the Modest Starship mouse. Enterprise, and Riker is having some downtime. We're just hanging out, make believe universe, making a podcast. But um, okay, I think I'm almost ready. It's like I'm almost ready. This is so I know because like it's a, like because it's so random. You don't know where, like if you're gonna say something, for if you're gonna say something, but what if it doesn't exist yet? Exactly. This is so tough. Or it could be the Simpsons scenario where you go back in time to the prehistoric era with a baseball bat and just destroy everything, then come back to the present day and everything's perfect, and it rains donuts, and Patty and Selma are dead. I love the <laughs> Simpsons. Okay, I am ready, actually. I finally thought of it, and it's, like, actually perfect. Alright, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> you guys both ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am ready. Alright. You sure? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay, I'd have an external hard drive with 50,000 Bitcoin, and I'd go back to 2009. You don't get to choose. You can get to choose what the date is. Yeah. What? That was, what the, are you talking? That was immediately in the fir- like, first part of the scenario. Oh, I didn't... Oh, who chooses? It's a ran- it's <laughs> random. It's a random time. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, then I, well, I'm giving you a bit of an external hard drive with 50K of Bitcoin. You're now in dinosaur times. You're done. Uh, <laughs> hey, somebody's gonna dig up that with some bones and be like eight million dollars richer. Uh, I, I take the time machine. Um, that is I don't think you can answer. do that. Actually. Well, it, <laughs> I, I'm thinking more like um, the time traveler's wife sort of time travel. <laughs> well, you know, that wasn't clarified. <laughs> well, you didn't ask. You didn't clarify. Does that mean he's disqualified and we make it to All right, round let's three? Just, let's I... just do a different question. I... <laughs> God damn it. Easily one of the longest categories it takes to think of an answer, and both of the answers aren't good enough. God, and I'm not cutting that out because it was okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Uh... So what are we doing now? That is a good Thinking question. We're still at round two because it was a stalemate. Thinking of another category. Hmm. How do you beat Freddy Krueger? You get to choose one celebrity in character from a movie of your choice and fight Freddy Krueger. Who do you who do you choose? And you can't choose Freddy Krueger to fight Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Or any of the other um, various horror crossover characters that have already Damn. fought Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I was going to say Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. One of the worst movies ever. <clears throat> Actually, it wasn't too terrible. It was just... It's what you want. It was just dumb, bloody gore. Not a lot of substance, though. Fun fact. I met the guy who played Jason Voorhees in the most recent Friday the 13th. He is super nice and super tall and played kick puncher in community. I can't believe I, I don't know why this came to mind, but God damn it. I'm going to get shut out. With dubs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a tough time figuring out. 
Wait, is this only round two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought we were on three. No, because Matt didn't give me that point. <laughs> I didn't give anybody that point. Yeah, you act like you, <laughs> you, act like you had it, like, now. <laughs> well, I mean, if I could choose the time, I think I had it in the bag there. Yeah, but saying you, you couldn't choose the time was in the question. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, completely neglected that. All right. Ready? Ready. All right. One, two, three. Um, John McLean, Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Dr. Horrible. Is that a movie? Dr. Horrible sing-along blog? Yeah, it was it, a sing-along blog, blog, my friend. Well, it was still a movie. <laughs> Is it, though? Um, that- see, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've already dis- we've already disqualified one category list. I'll, I'll let you choose, Bren. Damn it! <laughs> See, I've I've not actually watched Doctor Horrible Sing Along. Like I know I should have, but I've not actually seen it. Me neither, honestly. And now I'm looking into it. That that's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, and yeah he fights Captain Hammer. Just Nathan Fillion. Um, Nathan Fillion. Uh, Felicia Day's in it somewhere. Joss Whedon wrote it. I know about it. I just have never seen it. So I. Don't know Doctor Horrible's fighting prowess. Oh, it, it is not very good. He has horrible inventions. Okay. Well, then, well, well, I'm just saying, you're but, fighting Let but me he does say have that the freeze ray. Okay. All I gotta say is, like, you'll never kill John McClane. No matter. It's like fucking. How many movies are we up to now? He's just the most. He's got guns. He's gonna. He's the most like testosterone motherfucker. I'm a little confused. Do you guys know who Freddy Krueger is? Like, he's a dream demon. He can murder everyone. Like, dude, Bruce Willis is a dream man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't argue with that. He was on Maxim's top fifty sexiest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they do that for dudes? Too? I don't know. Who's the one that does it for dudes? Esquire. Potentially, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to like go John with John McLean personally. I don't know. Yes. I don't know about you, Brent, but I so, I would pay money to go to a theater and watch Bruce Willis, you know, yippee kaye motherfuckering motherfucker Freddie. Yes. And yeah, I think that would I think that would be nice. I think that would be enjoy. That would be a nice afternoon. I think at they the would movies. have great banter. Yeah, I think the seriousness of John McClane would do well with the insanely snarky sarcasticness of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, good face. I'm all about Neil Patrick Harris, but I don't know. I, I, he would just get obliterated in like the first, <laughs> the first the moments whole... of the encounter. Especially if the whole premise of the character is how terrible he is at fighting. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, there's an epic scene where he does laundry. In uh, oh, okay. a horrible sing-along blog. So, I mean, like, maybe if they were at, like, the dry cleaners or something, or the laundromat, uh, that he could do, he could do laundry much better than Freddy Krueger. But... <laughs> All right. Crap, now we gotta think of a third one. Yeah, so I made it. Huzzah! All right. I was the walrus. The number one game that the judges don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> The one we don't know if our fans even like. <laughs> Someone likes it out there, right? I, I've, I've got one, I think. So, you are able. You, you've 
tricked the system and you're able to create a Wikipedia page for anything you want, right? You can write a Wikipedia page about absolutely anything false. And for, for whatever reason, you have some trick that'll only work one time that will keep it from getting deleted and it will be enshrined in Wikipedia history forevermore. And one of the, some of the best moments are going on Wikipedia and finding those quick changes before they get deleted by the Wikipedia staff. And it's just some of the most bizarre stuff. Making a Wikipedia page about something false. Dot Tumblr.com. <laughs> I think one of my favorites is I looked up something about Don Cheadle on his Wikipedia page, and there's just like a good paragraph saying it. He was being considered for the role of Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. But once he visited George R.R. R. Martin at his llama farm, they had a heated <laughs> discussion about something weird. And because they got into an argument, he was not considered for the role. I was like, what the hell is this? I hit refresh and it was gone. Oh, I was like, ah. Oh. Or my personal favorite of looking up Rip Torn's Wikipedia page. And it was just, everything was deleted. And it was just one sentence that said, Rip Torn is an alcoholic asshole who doesn't deserve any of his acting awards. And that was it. <laughs> and then I hit refresh and it was gone. Do you want to know a funny story about wiki edits? I, I have to tell this one real quick. It was in high school. A buddy of mine was doing a presentation on chocolate. Like, I don't remember why or how, but it was just like a PowerPoint presentation on chocolate. He like literally just would copy and paste the Wikipedia, throw up some like some blocks of text and like go through his thing. And he didn't check that day that somebody had edited Wikipedia for chocolate and he's presenting to our class. It was like, yeah, chocolate is formed by this heathen god ritual. And then he starts like going <laughs> in and then he starts like realizing like half sentence, like, wait, I can't continue this. And then he like just like rapidly like went through the slides. It was ridiculous. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was unreal. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. And that's why they tell you not to use Wikipedia in school. <laughs> Well, also, you can't just, like, blatantly copy and paste and then just present. That's on him. Yeah, I know. That was just, oh, man, what a memory. So you don't use Wikipedia. You go down to the references of Wikipedia and use those. I actually didn't know what plagiarism was until, like, fifth grade. And I would just do that. I would just copy and paste crap all the time. I remember I had an assignment in either the first or second grade to make a report about an animal. And... Basically, what you had to do was research an animal and then write, like, one page about that animal. And we had, like, a month to do it, right? It was, like, on notebook paper. So it didn't have to be very long or complicated or anything. And we were all first graders, so it didn't didn't really matter. Um, but I remember I got home, and I was really upset about it because I'd never done something like that before. My dad goes, all right, let's get out the encyclopedia so he literally goes over to the shelf we have in our house and like dusts off this set of encyclopedias and he looks up pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, look, there's like a whole page on them. I'll just copy this. He's like, no, you can't do that. You can't copy. I was like, why not? Like, who am I to paraphrase? I, obviously, I didn't use the word paraphrase, but <laughs> like, why why bother rewriting this when there's a a whole page of perfectly good information about pigs that anybody can look at? <laughs> I didn't understand that 
the the whole reason why you don't uh, just copy things verbatim until many years later. All right, I think I got something. Oh, I feel hundred percent confident, but. <laughs> All right. Me neither. I guess we can keep stalling for you if you want. Nah, I don't think we need to hold the listeners up to stalling. <laughs> okay, I I guess I'm ready. All right. I guess. So calm. On three. <laughs> you ready? One. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Three. You go first. Uh, <laughs> a detailed a, weird... a detailed article of a ritual to resurrect somebody. Okay, mine would be the definition of the word violence i would be is the intentional act of hugging your neighbor Mm. it's again um basically a ritual to resurrect someone like going like absurdly Mm. obscure things to do a ritual to resurrect someone because you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the number of people See, no. in the world that would try and resurrect and what what would you put in it i think uh, this is a valid okay. question um yeah like the, at least like the standards like candles all that circle stuff but obscure items to obtain like dog saliva or like fecal <laughs> matter of a toad nice oh, that's uh, getting your hands dirty on this one yeah no, my concern with that is, if people read that and believed it was true, then I feel like there'd be someone out there who'd be like, oh yeah, we can just kill this guy, because then we can just bring him back and no one will be the wiser. Because I've seen Walking Dead, it's one kid who does that, and it's very disturbing. Now, are you comfortable with potential murders of random people on your hands there, Dubs? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was way too quick. No hesitation. That, I am terrified. That is why you are Tyler on AMTD. Oh my god! But that's what I mean. I would just hopefully it's just like a massive worldly troll that people that are even looking up what the word violence is. Maybe they teach it in schools. It's like yeah, if you want to get all violent, just hug the person next to you. You know when your teacher sits you down and says, "Hey son, I know you want to get all violent up in here." <laughs> But I've been thinking. <laughs> it's not up One to you to get days. violent, dude. It's it's the world we live in. Everyone gets violent, and as if, if it wasn't actually violent, and if it was just hugging, that'd be great. Hmm. I don't know, Bren. What do you think? I'm going to go with Doug simply because Dub seems like he's too comfortable with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing any murdering. But you're comfortable with other people dur- doing murdering. Based on your misinformation. But they could just be trying to resurrect normal people. Like, you know there's gonna I've also be people that's gonna try I've to resurrect Jesus. Metal, I've also seen Full Metal Alchemist, and that's the creation of homunculi, and that does not end well. Either. But it's not gonna work. It's just gonna... What if it does, though? What if it does? What if you actually secretly discovered the right way to resurrect something? That's well, terrible. then... I'm awesome. Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> was literally about to be like, I am God. I thought about it. I thought about it. <laughs> oh, man. But well, I, cool. Actually, I'll change my answer. I'm going to go. Damn it. <laughs> it happens. All right. That was, that was fun, guys. Good game, Doug. Good game. Very, very excellent. Well, 
there anything you guys want to talk about before we close or sign off? Um, yeah. Um, if any of the listeners have any um, type of suggestions for games that we should do Let's Plays of or kind of obscure gems that a lot of people haven't heard about that we could play to bring at least a following to would be greatly suggested. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shoot us an email at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. And yeah, please reach out to us. We have a Twitter and a Facebook and all that kind of shit. Twitch, YouTube, so Live get in touch. Journal. <laughs> yeah, a Zanga, a MySpace. Geo Cities, Fire. Yeah. Tripod. You guys know. Uh, do a yeah, search all, on AOL. All the pages. And torture yeah, AOL no. keyword, ABT <laughs> silence. But I, I know I personally have a game for dubs. What's that? Shoot. I would love to see you do a uh, playthrough of Hot to Foot Boyfriend. Is that the one with the pigeons? It's a pigeon. Okay. Alright, if I if I can get a copy personally if I can get a copy, I'll do it. I would personally love to see everyone do a playthrough of that. Oh, there you go. Because I want everyone to play that game. It is great. Oh god. <laughs> Alright. Nice. Alright guys. Well we'll see you next week. Take care. See you. See you. Bye.